Hello everyone, this is Scott Geider. My very special guest is two hotties from Texas, Danny Bliss Gabbett and Paula Marcerno Salinger from the up-and-coming film Velvet Vengeance. How are you ladies doing? We're good. How are you? Good. I'm glad to have you on here. This is going to be a quite entertaining film. I mean, interview. Oh, brother. Oh, okay. Both, <laughs> both actually. <laughs> well, both, both. So, so Danny, um, we're going to start with you. Now, a lot of the film reviewers who has seen the short film version of Velvet Vengeance are very familiar with Dolly. And mm-hmm. I know you can't say much, obviously, but the character of Dolly... Now, have you seen the, the, the short film I'm hoping I'm not putting you on the spot here. Have you seen the, the short film? Yes. Okay. Have. So you, you're very familiar with roughly what the character of Dolly is going to be like. Yes. And the way I gather, um, how, how did you and Jeremy get in touch? Uh, I met him at a limo horse job that we did. We were doing promotional work for our local movie theater, and okay. I met him we were talking about film. And actually ended up he was scheduling me for a photo shoot in a funeral home. So I did some photos for him. And then he called me and asked me if I'd like to be Dolly. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. That, that is so that's how it always That is a, a, a great idea by Jeremy. Now, I interviewed Jeremy, I think, maybe a month ago. And, we, and, he, and he obviously brought you two's names up in the interview. And his quote from him was, she is badass and she's perfect for the part of Dolly. So that is, you yeah. know, to see, I can just see Dolly as an action <laughs> star, per se, in this film, where she's going to be kicking everyone's ass. And I really dig that because he's taken one era. I think the short film was basically based in the late 80s type style film and he's going to try and bring it more present day but instead of just like a like a horror, it's going to be like a horror action film and I think that's a very smart maneuver for Jeremy so so you're very stoked about playing Dolly, huh? Yeah, I'm stoked and I'm excited because I get to carry a big axe and do some pretty exciting stuff and I like doing my own stunt stuff because of all my obstacle course racing and things like that so right. I'm so now what do you do other than film work, if you want to tell the, the listeners exactly what you do, um, I am also a burlesque dancer. I also do some pinup modeling. I'm a film reviewer for the Houseful Horror Film Festival in Austin next in October, and just a big, huge horror movie enthusiast. Oh, cool! I did not know that. See, mm-hmm. now we have our we have the same style of uh, interest. That's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And I run, and I do obstacle courses. So I'm always running. I run like every weekend, organized events and things like that. Yeah, and now you ran yesterday, correct? Yes, I did the Badass Dash in Kansas, Texas. It was 4.4 miles. It was brutal. It was so windy and cold. And but, it was you, but you did it. Oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. I did. Badass. I'm the first wave. I was yeah. the first wave, and then we drove to Houston, and then I went to a concert. I got a new car, and then went to a concert. No, what, what, so we in Cambria in between the Barry to me. What concert did you go to? Covid in Cambria. Oh yeah, I, I saw that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah, and I went and saw Russian Russian circles open to them too. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty badass. Fantastic. I'm gonna make a mm-hmm. make a right turn here. We're gonna talk to this Paula lady. Paula, 
I'm Marciano Salinger. Now, for the listeners who think, damn, Salinger sounds awfully familiar, your husband is the lead singer of Skid Row. Correct. Now, may I ask, how did you come across Johnny? Well, he was touring in South America, and I was translating for them. And, I, you know, I saw him, and I'm like, yeah, he's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was like, okay, he's a singer in a rock and roll band. He's probably like a womanizer or something. So I did a little research, you know, just to be sure. Turns out he was a good guy. So we hit it off right away, and uh, then we started talking on the phone. And pretty much 15 days later, he asked me if I wanted to spend Christmas with him. Oh. And I said, why not? And I came, and that was it. You know, you know that is one hell of a holiday to start with. It is. It was. And, uh, well, actually, I spent Christmas Eve on the plane because it was cheaper. I was like, I'm going to fly in the 24th and spend Christmas there. And I thought, you know, they tell me the stories about how they're going to give out free champagne or whatever and it's a lie people they don't do it they don't give you free champagne <laughs> don't do it uh, but yeah then you know, it, it was it, it was one of those things that you say you know shall I do it and yeah hell, why not you know let's take a chance and I'm glad I did it that's excellent and then um, now I don't want to put you in the spot either now I haven't Heard anything from Skid Row lately? Are they even making? Are they making a new album soon? They are going to release an album in April. Nice. All right. Well. So they have a they have a teaser for the single, not the whole single. And like I said, of course, one of the perks of being with the band is that I listened to the whole album already. And nice. It's really good. It's uh, going back to the slave to the grind sound. Neat. 16, so it's really, really good album. Nice. Can't wait to hear it, because I've, I've heard their other stuff after Sebastian, and I liked it. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of bands from the, well, they're like a late 80s band. I think 89 they came out, so mm-hmm. they're more like a later band. But a lot of these older bands, like Warrant and bands, are bringing out albums. Of course, Warrant, you know, happened to him. The lead singer was fired. Yeah. And eventually passed away. And the new lead singer is from another band. Actually, I went and seen Warrant in concert around my town here a couple of years ago. And, you know, growing up, I'll be 45 this year, so I grew up in the 80s era. So I I can't get myself into these new bands today. I mean, I try my best. There are some good ones, but when you grew up in that 80s hair band, hard rock era, it's it's very hard for me to break away. I mean, I still listen to this stuff from back in the 80s. I, I just can't help myself. I just, you know, I get into it. It's actually music. They actually sing. They actually play guitar. It's not this fake shit like this new stuff has today that just irritates the shit out of me. Oh, no, are you kidding me? If, if you look at the music I have, it's old from back in that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing new, and I, I don't even know about, you know, these new bands. And Sometimes you talk to younger kids, and they mention this, but I have no idea whatsoever what they're talking about. Exactly. No, no clue, and no designer actually. No <laughs> well, I have um, six kids. I have two from two are they're my children, and four are my wife. But they're all my children. But they're into that rap stuff, you know. And then, and then when I'm playing, like I'm a big rat fan growing up as a kid, you know, and I still am. But I was playing their music one day, and they and they're like 
25, 26 now, but when they're like in their 16, 17, 18 year range, you're going, what the hell is this music? I've never even heard of it. And I'm thinking, what the hell is wrong with you kids? This is music. This is, I mean, you hear a guitar playing. I love music that has the guitar and the drums and the vocals. I don't like this, I'm going to kill your mother and that screamo I shit. I can't stand that garbage. And the same goes for raps the same way. I like vocals. You know, yeah, I, I, you know it's just I, I want to hear a melody. I want to hear voice. I want to hear the lyrics. It's the whole package, you know. Right now, it's like something like "Oh, you're my baby," you know, when that kind of stuff is like, okay, that's very deep. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope they had something else to say. Right now, so, now, yeah. now didn't Johnny tamper with some like that, like the country music type stuff too? Am I mistaking him for Brett Michaels? No, 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 no. He put out an album in 2008. Okay. And he has another one coming up, too, so he's going to have two records this year. Okay, I thought so, because I own his... I couldn't remember. I know I had one of his CDs that... that that uh, my son... Other, my other son is a, country fan, is a country music fan, and he really dug that. So... That's also neat. Johnny is very versatile, and there's a lot of singers. You know, that's the thing today. You know, I don't want to. I won't go back to Danny too. I want to. I mean, hog all the time with you. But I've noticed that, um, like bands like Nickelback and Godsmack. Okay, that's the generation for kids today. Which it's it's all right music, but I like guys that guys or gals that can carry a tune. You know, like you know, Godsmack's more like. He has a deep voice. Sully's good, don't get me wrong, but it's not my type of music. I like to be able to, if I'm driving down the road, that I can sing along with them and not have to use a grant. No, no, no. I mean, uh, when you were speaking about country, so funny. I'm from Argentina. We don't have such thing as country music there. So, you know, going from Argentina to Texas, (laughs) so it's, it's something that you need to learn, you know? Right. Uh, and uh, it's an acquired taste, but I actually like it now. Right, right. You know, that, that's that's another thing. I mean, with country. Now, then again, you know, uh, the mistake that some people and not just with music, you know, with with anything, is when some formula, something works. Instead of trying to create something different, they just keep, you know, imitating it because it was a success. And then, how are you going to distinguish from Fred? Yeah, you're right. Play- and right. it, I see it happening not just with music, but films, with everything, you know. This is an art. You're supposed to, you know, recreate, not, you know, just imitate. Right. And that's the, the mistake that I feel, you know, especially bands are making now. It's just, you know, okay, this is going to make money. Let's do this. Instead of, what can I do to have a sound that makes it different from the rest? All right. Now, what is your character in uh, Velvet Vengeance? Lita. Mm. My character, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, it's going this kind of like sexy character, cold. My niece is, and she wants, you know, she wants something, she's going to get it. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say about it. Now, are you, a, are you a horror movie fan? Uh, you know what? I became more of a fan after I was in horror films that, you know, done before. Right. I didn't really appreciate that. It's actually hard, you know. I mean, you have to make people believe that you're scared, or that you're going to kill somebody, or like in my the other movie that I made, Blood Reunion, that you know I'm a vampire. And people think, you know, it's 
stupid, and it's not. You know, you really have to believe that you're doing that, and it's not so easy to portray it. Exactly. So I guess I, you know, I guess you learn to respect it and actually appreciate it more after I did it than before. Yeah, and once you do that, and then it's like, oh, my God, I did it. Now you're, like, uh, all pumped up, and you're all hungry for it. And that's how I'm. That's what I'm going through right now. After that first two experiences on camera, now it's like I want more. And I'm thriving for it. It's just, it's a fun experience. It really is. It is nice an experience. I don't mind you doing it because we can, you know, we can cast in the same role. So you're not going to steal my job. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in Pennsylvania, so I won't be making to Texas. You know, unless Jeremy right. says, you know, so that ain't going to happen. But Danny, um, you. What kind of music do, do you dig out? I mean, what music do you listen to? Uh, I'm, I like metal, but I like a lot of indie rock. I've listened to a lot of the Eels, and this time is mostly what I listen to in my car. <laughs> I do like metal. I like a lot of different things. Yeah, so, so you're basically the younger generation. Yeah. From, from yeah. what I gather. I mean, yeah, that, I do like the 70s rock and things like that. Right. See, that, that's... That's where I got to be careful of what I when, I when I talk about music is I have to realize that there's generations, you know. A lot of the youngsters today, you know, 26, even 30 on the younger are in are mostly in the, the, the 90s era and today's music. And I, no offense to you, Danny, what I said earlier, that's just... No, no, I don't know. I get more, I get more, uh, more like take offense more about movies and things like that. That's where I get more into your discussions. I, I like music. I love music. I listen to it. But I'm not that knowledgeable about music. Okay, Half no. the time I can't even tell you the name of the band or the name of the song. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that song. You're the one. <laughs> I can probably tell you the lyrics. But I'm like, I don't remember the name of the band. So now you are a reviewer for a festival, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, it's the Hotscore Horror Film Festival in Austin. It's ran by Philip uh, and Palmo Cantera and Corey okay. uh, Mitchell. Okay. Now have you ever thought about having your own site and reviewing movies also? I have not. It's kind of new. It just started. I just literally started reviewing them and everything. So I did have to go through a process right to send in reviews, and they had to approve all of them, like everything. I had to be selected. Okay. Well, there is. I created two websites. Uh, one I had mm-hmm. for a while. I never did anything with it, but it's My Zombie Reviews. I created that site for people who always wanted to have a website, have their own thing, and be able to review movies, like zombie films. And then, mm-hmm. which I got like 16 writers for that. You know, or audio, okay. however. And then I thought, you know what? There's people also that want to review movies but don't want to review zombie films. So I made one called cinemaonline.com where it's any genre. It could be comedy, horror, thriller, sci-fi, anything. And all I got to do is if you're interested in ever occasionally, if you want watch a film and you want to review it, write it. All I need from you is an email address. I can set you up a login, a password, and then if you ever want to review a movie, you can go ahead and post it on the site. That's just an option that I'm offering you if you're interested in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I would love to do that. I watch a ton of movies outside of the film screening, too. I watch a bunch of really old, obscure, crazy movies. So right. It would be cool to be able to review some of them. Cool. You know, I, I like to look up movies. With, when I, I go to Hastings and I go to uh, Half Price Books and rummage through all their used DVDs all the time because you never you find the craziest things you would never expect to find there I and I always kind of Google that like IMDB it and yeah. see you know is it any good kind of see what other people see but there's, sometimes there's no reviews and it's like man I wish there was a review on this so I could at least get some idea of what I'm buying 
But you know what, Danny? That, that's one thing that be, doing what I do, I don't care about what IMDb says because a lot of a lot of movies on IMDb, it's a game. You know, um, if, if, I I I I'm, I'm not going to say it's always the determining factor, but I kind of like to know what it's about because sometimes the boxes are kind of just right. Because right. I bought some movies that were like, "This is crap. This is terrible." I mean, I've bought horrible movies before that I have absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But it's good. I just like to be able to have something to kind of read. I'm I, just one of those people. I like to know everything. I tell you, uh, there's two cool places that I go to find movies, and that's at the Walmart. They got that five dollar bin, wherever it is. There's I love some good the gems in there, <laughs> and the Dollar General's up in our area. Dollar stores, they have some. They have some cool stuff for sale. I mean, they have a lot. They have like a lot of these three packs, you know, like Ginger Dead Man one, two, and three, or you'll find the Puppet Masters, you know, Charles Band stuff in there in big three packs, or you can find a bunch of gems. I think that were probably that's forgotten awesome. about. Yeah, that's what I do. All I, mean, I ever find is like House on Haunted Hill. That's all I ever had. It's like, you can buy this weird karate ninja cop movie or yeah. House on Hill. I'm like, I already have that one, like, in three different versions. Well, it's actually, on every multi-pack you buy that one. I bought the original Last House on the Left in 72, the original Crazies in 1973. I got The Exorcist in 1973 for, like, three bucks a piece brand new. You can't wow, top that. Oh, you can't beat that. No. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I mean. But most of my movies I get in the mail because I'm a reviewer. You know, they, they send me their new films that ain't released yet, and I review them. And uh, that's how I got hold. Of. Jeremy contacted me a long time ago for a short film because of what I do on the internet. But it's fun. I mean, you'd be surprised. What I like to do is, you know, I'm working. I come home, and my wife goes, "Hey, you got mail?" I said, "Really?" And I love getting movies that I don't know. I know nothing about. I don't know who the person is that sent it to me. And just being able to watch it, and and, yeah. and most of the time they are. I love independent films. I love low budget films. I love no budget films even more because I love That's to see. I love to see what, what people can do with no budget. Now, being a reviewer, you have to understand with budgets. You know, I mean, you if it's going to be a no budget, you know, you pretty much know already there's going to be faults. Okay, there's not going to be perfect, but I don't care about that. I always like to see what they can do with nothing, and it's it's amazing what what people do. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, a, a style. It's excuse me, it's amazing enough to even start a film and finish it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I, I I go into it open minded. You know, like sci-fi movies, I love them. I love creature features. I don't care. I love the asylum pictures. They're not perfect, but they're fun to watch. Movies like My Abraham, yeah. Abraham versus Lincoln, you know, Bilbers Jr., I'm good friends with. He played a great Abraham Lincoln in there. I don't care how corny the storyline is. It's just fun. I, I, I'm just a film person. I really am. Now, ones I don't care much for is like the incest movies or or child pornography movies. There's a bunch of them out there that people just rave about, which it's kind of sick, like a Serbian film. Yeah. You know, I don't quite understand how anybody can say that movie's great when you have kids, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm more, yeah. I'm, I'm a woods guy, a slasher guy, a zombie guy. You know, I'm just, I just love film. You know, and that's oh, yeah. what, you know. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Going off, I'm going oh, off. no, you're totally fine. <laughs> so, if you, you know, just uh, let me... Let me know, and uh, you send me your email address. I can I can add you yeah. as a as a author, and then whenever you want to review a movie, you can log in and and just 
post away and what you want to do. It'd be cool. Thank you. I most yep. definitely will. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like backwards hillbilly movies. Those are my favorite. Mm. Paula, yeah. are you? I like those zombies, things like that. Oh, I definitely yeah. like the kind of low budget cheesy. Oh I yeah. I love, love, love Dell and Tucker versus Evil. Oh my god, I love that so film. Fun at that genre, you know. <laughs> are you a clown horror guy? I'm a girl. You, Am you, I a what? Do you like clown horror? Clowns scare the crap out of me, but I watch them. Okay, well here, here's one for you. Um, have you ever seen Clown Camp Massacre? I have not, but I have seen I've seen the DVD box. Okay, but I've not actually gotten to watch it. Definitely check that out. That's a comedy horror, but definitely check that one out. But I found one from England that I reviewed about mm, three weeks ago. It's called Stitches. I've heard of that. Beautiful, fantastic film. You know, in most clown horror films, you have a clown using a cleaver or something. But this movie is a comedy also, comedy horror, but he uses a clown's, what clowns use, and he uses them to kill people. But it's so outrageously great, it, you got to see that one. I, that's in England or Ireland, I think, and that's a fantastic film. Check that one out. That's good. I like the creativity. You know, it's easy to put a cleaver or a knife in somebody's hand, but to actually uh, make them utilize things that they would typically use, make yep. them creative, make yep. clever killing. It's I always like more cl- clever killing. It's easy to stab somebody or shoot somebody, but to actually like execute it in a strategic, awesome, badass way that you don't usually see is always fun to watch. Yep. Yeah. You, you know how clowns use that thing to blow up balloons? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. he used to kill someone. <laughs> it was funny, but not supposed to be. But it was great. I mean, it's neat it's to see horror. how... It's funny. It's, yeah. Paula, are you a movie yeah. watcher? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, funnily enough, he is more of a movie watcher than I am, uh, my husband being he. And I, you know what, you were talking about science fiction and, and horror, and I, I really didn't like science fiction before, and now I do, you know, it's, if you can like, get, yeah, I didn't have, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, in the beginning I, I, I felt like, you know, I'm just I'm not buying this. Or, but it's exactly what you said before about you know if you can just go past that you know suspension of disbelief for a second and just get into the story. If the story is told, then you know you can believe anything. Yeah. The way it's told, you know, it, it's it's just. And I agree totally with what you said about movies being made with no money. It's just easy to make movies when you have a lot of money. Yeah. When you don't have any money. You need to put all the effort there, and that's when you really know what people are made of. Exactly. And there's more passion. There's more passion when there's nothing to work with. And that, oh, that's, that's, that's all you've got. All you've got is your passion. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And, uh, and amazing, amazing things get done when you have your passion. Yep. You know, it's funny. You know, I am a horror reviewer, but growing up as a kid, now here's a story I'm going to if you don't mind listening to it. My dad, he passed away in December, and when I was a kid, it was me and my two brothers. Back in 1977, I was nine, and my dad took us to go see the Star Wars movie, the very first one. And those memories today, it's like, man, oh, days, you know what? I forgot all about it. My dad raised me as a sci-fi fan, like Star Trek, you know, motion picture in 79, the Black Hole, you know, in 79. You know, it's just amazing that... I'm a horror reviewer now, but 
background is science fiction. It's just the weirdest thing. It's like I'm, I'm complete. You know, I started off in the science fiction era. Now I'm into the horror era, you know, from the 80s growing up. But it's an amazing experience to be able to – memories of, of your parents or anybody – and science fiction, Star Wars. I mean, lately I've been driving, you know, I drive truck for a living, you know, I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking, oh my God, that's right. Star Wars in 1977. I saw it in the theaters. And I fell asleep during the Star Trek, the movie in 78. So, oh God, that movie's boring as hell. But I went with my dad anyways, you know, he's a science fiction fan. But it's amazing what memories that movies can create later on in life. You know? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's a lot of this movie that I remember, too, like, watching with my dad, uh, like, Old and Jazz, for example, yep. and uh, and I, I remember the first time I I, uh, I went to the movie theater, the first time I ever saw was E.T., with my oh, mom. Oh, I saw that one in theaters, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yes, I did. So it, it, I, I absolutely love it, and, you know, of course, after that, I came out, and I asked my mom if I could have an E.T., which didn't happen, and I'm, you know, very disappointed at my mom. Right. Mom, if you're, li- yeah, mom, if you're listening, you never gave me my ET. But, um... <laughs> 1982. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great year. I mean, the 80s, I thought, were fantastic in the late 70s, you know, as a kid growing up. And there's movies today. Now, i got to be careful how they say this, but I don't really watch um, high-budget theater movies, I've watched two lately that I went to go see that I want to go see is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D and uh, Mama. Those two I did see, and they were worth the money, you know. But usually I don't, you know, I I like independent. I I, I'm, I like to watch creativity with minimal minimal budgets. You know, I'm just you see more in independent films than than you do than you see in high budget films. You know, what I mean, I don't know. No, it looks better whenever you have independent because it looks more realistic. In a lot of cases, they have to use their imagination to make it work versus, I can use a good CGI that's in. Oh, don't worry about the CGI that I made it. That's what I see in a lot of big budget movies. It's so easy to right. put something in or fix it later. Versus, right. no, we got to do this right now and we got to do it right. So let's make this work. Right. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I'm not saying that people who make big bucks and making movies, but you know what I mean? There's shortcuts. They make shortcuts. I mean, sometimes it's they're all right, and sometimes they're lame, like Sinister. Now, to me, I think mm-hmm. that's more of a bigger budget film. I've seen it. I liked it, but I wouldn't call I enjoyed it. it. I right. Didn't like Sinister, but I wouldn't call it a horror. I mean, it's signs of it. But my problem with that film, I thought, was at the end of the film, it was rushed. Remember when they went to that other, uh, at the end of the movie, they moved to that other house, yeah. and I thought that I was a little bit rushed. I mean, if you're going to show that scene, show it all. Don't pull, I hate when he pulled the camera away, too. That bugged me. I mean, I, I don't have to see gore, but that was a little rushed at the end. But other than that, I am mostly an independent guy. Like, lately, um, I had a website originally from my review site that crashed during, a, during you know, with a house fire. And then my website crashed. I lost over 100 and some reviews. I had them, but I had to repost them. So I created a new website, gruesomeherzogradio.com. I transferred all my reviews over to that site. And then my old site decides to pop up, like I said. So I said, what am I going to do with this site? It's already up. It's paid for. So I turned it into a review site for 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90 films. And I want to tell you something. I thought films being so old that 
it seems to be more of an interest with people today. I mean, that that site blew up. I've only made it last Sunday, and there's over 10,000 listeners already. It's crazy. I mean, I'm very excited because that's my era. I love the 70s, 80s, and some of the 90s, but it's amazing what people's taste today that it seems like the older movies still are there. Oh, yeah, I remember picking them all. Yeah, <laughs> there are some good remakes. I didn't. I quite enjoyed. I <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed the remake of Last House on the Left. They did a little bit different spin on that one. I didn't mind that one. I also loved the. Uh, have you seen the? Um, oh boy, I'm drawing a blank here. The one where that girl gets raped. Uh, the other one, Last House on the Left, and the other one like Gone Your Grave. Is that the one you're referring to? Um, the one that was made in '78. Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I know that, I know it is. I know it is. I put on your grave it, and last house on the left. I spit in your grave. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That yes. remake was good, too. That one was pretty intense and brutal. But it's yes. Like, and like, that was cool. fantastic. And I think another good remake that I loved, but the, all the cast from the original in 78 hates it, is a Dawn of the Dead remake in 2004. I, I did like that one. I too. love that I one because more it was of like the remakes of Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, well, see, I didn't mind Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, but I didn't. I the mean, second one. Yeah, the second one I thought was really Bad. off the wall weird. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there are some good remakes. Now, Fright Night remake, forget it. I lasted five minutes when I saw that the mother is barely six years older than the son hideous. I yanked it. Trash can it went. Yeah. I don't care how much it cost me. Trash can. I love the original. But, you know, there are some good remakes, and there are some... The Crazies remake, I really enjoyed, too. So, that one was good. What do you think about the new Evil Dead? Do you think it's going to be any good? Uh, you know, I guess it all depends. A, I gotta go see it, but I'm a little... I'm gonna go see it, too. I love the original. So do I, and I will risk it. Um, you never know. I mean... I mean, as long as they're... See, I don't know. It seems to me today, like Fright Night, for instance, I mentioned earlier, they tend to make that movie the younger generation version, and it didn't work for me. I just thought it was hideous. My- it looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be pretty good, and I, I hate to admit that, because, you know, I'm like, I'm hardcore the original. I'm like, I don't want anything to be better than the original. It's hard to confess. Well, day. you can't. Oh, it's be better. You can't compare it. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, Dawn of the Dead in 78... Chainsaw Massacre in 74. There's no way that you can make that. You you, you you can't even say it's better because it's a way different era. You know what I mean? Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre was a super low-budget film that people were actually getting sick on set because it was so damn hot and the food actually was rotten on the table. I mean, you can't you can't do that today. You get sued. But that's, that's a great, it's a great film, and it is, it's effective, and it works, still works by people to this day. I have friends that won't even watch that, they're so scared of it. They see it once, and they're like, I'm done. No one. <laughs> it just really got to them. But, but uh, I do, yeah. I do like when they remake movies that are lesser known, that kind of brings the original to life. Right. Like the crazies, I thought. I mean, crazies was great. Crazy. That's like in 73, it wasn't like, um, major, I mean, of course, I wouldn't know that I was only five when it came out, but, it probably wasn't as big, but it made it bigger when they made the remake because then people went back and watched the original. So that you know, yeah. that's a fact. The sales went up on that movie when the remake was made. Something like that I can deal with. Dawn of the Dead, I mean, that's 
that helped out the original as well. But of course, you know, but yeah. So yeah, I will. I didn't mind that. You know, I mean, a lot of people banged on that remake, and I, I don't. I don't call it a remake. I call it a rebirth. Yeah. You know, I didn't mind that. I I, I kind of like that one. You know, but. I want to see Jason in the snow. That's what I want to see. It has never been done yet. I want to see that. He has not. He's been in space. He's been to Manhattan. He's, but he's not been in the snow. You're right. He'd have like a showdown with the Yeti or something. You know. Now, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about the wrong turns? I love wrong turns. I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen like one and two, but they're just oh. fun. They're mindless fun. I just I enjoy them. Well, I love one. I hated two. I loved three. Four is a is now before part one. They had snow. That, was good. that four was good, and I liked part five. I re- Doug Bradley was in there. I liked that. That's all before the first one. That's what, maybe I, it's there. time for me to invest in the box set. Yeah, you know what? I was so pissed off at myself during Christmas time. The Kmart's were actually selling the box set of one, two, and three. And I should have bought the damn thing, and it was a cheap price. And I left and went home and went back, and they were all gone. I was so pissed. I got I, I to look for that. That I would have in my collection, even though I didn't care much. Two, I didn't like it because that stupid, they, they, that at the end where that baby had a finger in his mouth, he wanted a finger, not the bottle, because of toxic waste. That was just stupid. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with toxic waste. That was dumb. But part three is actually part two of part one. Oh, okay. So we just skip part two. You just skip part two, yeah. Part, the director for part three, four, and five is the same one. Declan O'Brien. I always Ryan. like to keep it the same way. Yeah. The same director. Yeah. Sometimes, except for the Saws. I liked, I did not like the first one, but I actually enjoyed the second one. I really liked Darren's when Boston is a good director. Right. I, think. Right. I liked his remake of Mother's Day. Good Mother's Day. That was a great remake. Oh, yes. That was good. That was, that was brutal, but that was great. Rebecca DeMornay, I thought, was fantastic in there. Yeah, so. that's another movie. Nobody really knows about the original, but kind of about the original flight. Yeah. Is that Dwayne Lynn Bowsman? Yes. Yeah, Darren. He Darren, did Darren, Darren Lynn Bowsman, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darren Lynn Bowsman. He did mm-hmm. the second Saw, which I really liked. I think he did the third one, too. I didn't see beyond that. But right. the second one. It was a little more clever, I thought, the first one. Yep. And uh, he did Mother's Day, which I really did enjoy that. And how, how did you uh, like the... Uh, now I totally forgot. There, there was a remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the original in 77 had Dee Wallace in it, you know, Mom from E.T. Mm-hmm. And and I I started going to these horror festivals three years ago, and I always go to the same one up here in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, up near the battlefield, you know. And I met Dee Wallace for that first time, and uh, we're talking about The Hills Have Eyes. I mean, that's, what, that, that's her first role. Now, I love Hills of Eyes, but I'm going to tell you something. For it being in 1977, you know, they couldn't do much. There wasn't much technology. But the remakes, I'm sorry. I'm a sap. I love both of them remakes. I, I don't know. It just, it, it's creepy to the fact that people living in caves, you know. I, that, I, I enjoyed them. I really did. I don't know. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Did you see? Did you like? Uh, I think I was at Alexander. Aha! Uh, uh, how do you say AJA? He did uh, high tension. High tension. 
Yeah, I just saw the I Can That was like his first film, I believe, that he did before he got the Hills of Eyes remake and before he got the remake for Piranha. No, yeah, no, that's the French version one, correct? Yeah, that's the French one. Okay, now my theory on this film, I liked it. It's, I mean, I, I wasn't overjoyed with it. I mean, when I watched it, I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. There's a killer. Ooh, ooh, wow, wow. And then it turned out to be not the case, but it was good. I mean, it. I, I, I'm not one for subtitles. I hate subtitle films, uh, you know, but you know, I enjoyed it. You know, I can't yeah. say I hated it, but I liked it. I mean, it was different, and it was entertaining. And then to find out that it wasn't what you thought you saw, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, yeah right. that, that was different. I mean, the era that, that came out, what, like 2000, what, six or something like that? Yeah, 2005, 2000. I think it's 2005. Yeah, 2005. yeah. So that, that was that was pretty interesting in that era because that wasn't really done that much. And, and you know, I'd say another, another film that I really loved from Australia is, um, was it Wolf Creek? Yeah, Wolf Creek. That was good, too. And I'll tell you a story about that film. My son and I were watching that, and I got so bored with it, and I turned it off. I said, I ain't watching this shit. And, boy... Two weeks later, I said, you know, I'm going to finish watching this. And I am so glad I did, because once it gets past that little part of that boring part, that movie is so fucking intense. Yeah, I love that movie, because you're, you're like, it starts out, you're like, where is this going? It's kind of boring. The next thing you know, it just goes blank, and you're like, what the hell happened? Right. And Wrong Turn. So where is this going? I watched Wrong Turn and that one around the same time. So once, I think Wrong Turn's in 03, and Wolf Creek was in 05, but they are two of my favorite. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I, I really liked Piranha. Oh, I, yeah. I really loved Piranha. I thought it was great. Um, I really liked Last House on the Last. I really liked Sit on Your Grave. And what's another one? I think that's pretty much it. I really, I, and I like, I like, um, trying to think. Now, of course, I love Dawn of the Dead remake. I think oh, I saw yeah. that series like five times. <laughs> that was my first exposure to zombies. I mean, other than, of course, uh, Night of Living Death, that was my first exposure to, like, serious, hardcore zombies. Right. Not in 20 days later, of course. Uh, I don't count that as a zombie film. I think no. it's more of a perspective with rage movie. I have that debate all the time with people. But I agree with you. I, you know, yeah, I saw I that. I don't count it. I saw that movie. That movie reminds me of crazies. Not reminds me mm-hmm. of the same characters as crazy people, but, yeah. Yeah, I was on. Now, you're a younger generation. Now, would you have you seen the original Fright Night? Yes, I've seen the original Fright Night. I love that movie. It's great. And the remake, you do? Do you like it or you don't care for it? I actually did enjoy it. Okay. I, I but okay. I liked how they poked, poked fun at pop culture because I mean they made the Peter Vincent that correct character more of a Chris Angel type, and they kind of poked fun at it. And I I just found it very humorous. Okay, see, that's I really generation. It that's what I thought. See. That yeah. proves my point, but Paul. I, I yeah. watched a lot of older movies, too. I mean, I watched, like, a lot of uh, Faust and Nosferatu here and old 1920s violent films, too. So. Oh, yeah. Like how, about the, how about the Plan of the Apes? Do you guys like them? Yeah. yeah. The originals, now, not the, not the remake garbage. Not the Tim Burton remake. No, the original, yeah. Yes, okay. Oh, yeah, the original. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, my God. I actually watched one through f- 68, 70, 71, 72, and 73. I watched all four of them in a row, and my God, it brought back memories. And even the TV series I have, that it lasted one year. It was on TV. Loved that stuff. 
Yep, yeah, it lasted one year. Roddy McDowell was in it, who, who played Caesar, and also was in um, uh, Fright Night, the original Peter Vincent, I think his name was. But yeah, all right. Well, you know, it was great chatting. Um, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners about Bella Vengeance before we go, just to bring it back, because we talked about movies beforehand? <laughs> now, when is the possible shooting date for Velvet Vengeance? Is there a date set or not yet? There are, like, dates, as far as I know. We're looking at end of May, beginning of June, I believe. Nice. So then you guys are so, going to be on set together, correct? Yes. yes. Uh-oh. So hopefully it won't be too hot, you know, because shooting in the Texas summer... Can be a little tricky. No, I said about no, I said about the Texas heat. Yeah, I have no problem with the Texas heat. I love the Texas heat. That's what I figured. Born and raised here, love being in it. No, yeah. I'm ready for this winter to end. Oh my God. Now, what's the weather like in Texas in the winter? It, you know, I, I can't ever tell. It, the way in Texas weather, it moves, it changes all the time. Yeah. It, it's cold to me, but you know, to other people, they're like, oh, "This is short weather. I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, I'm, I'm up here in PA. Yeah, it, it, it can be <laughs> 51 day and 80 the next. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like up here. Yeah. Like last night here, I mean, I'm in, in the Houston, in the woodlands actually, but I'm in like the Houston area. And last night here was like 28 or something, which is wow. freezing to me. Really? So, but, yeah. But today, it was, it's a beautiful, you know, the sun is out. It's absolutely beautiful, which is kind of like uh, a meal outside. So, you know, it's it's like she said, you have like a really cold night and then next day it's beautiful. Believe it or not, up here, in yeah. up here in Pennsylvania, believe it or not, it's supposed to be winter. And we've had some really cold days up here. But for the past couple of years, we're getting like spring weather in the wintertime up here. It's really weird. It's really nice. Then, then, that like does sound nice. It's 12 degrees one day, and it's 50 degrees the next day, and then people get sick. <laughs> I know about that. You're right. Uh, you have Texas weather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, well, morning, yesterday morning when I rained, it was like 25, and now it's 70. Oh, is that weird? I deliver, yeah, I, I deliver ice for a living, you know, uh, and it's amazing. People are still buying ice, even in the wintertime, because, it's like I said, it's warm one day and cold as hell the next. Mm-hmm. Buying ice in the wintertime? Yeah, yeah. Alright. Uh, buy for their drinks. I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Okay. I'm, I'm going to rant now because you've been ranting, so I can do it now. I'm going to have my five minutes of rant here. Why do Americans put so much ice on their drinks? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Especially, like, you know, I. I I went out to have a birthday party last night, and, and, you know, you have, like, you want to drink, and all of a sudden there's, like, this kind of little bit of drink, and then this ice. Oh, yeah. Why do you guys use so much ice? What is this fascination with ice? Well, see, that's the thing, you know, when I go, when I go and go to a restaurant, I make damn sure that they don't put too much ice in, because, well, you, you know why they do that. It takes up more space in the glass to get, le- get less alcohol or soda. That's why they do that. Well, well, that would make sense in a restaurant, but they still do it at home. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't use a lot. Of, that. I don't. I don't use ice at home, so. Oh, okay. Well, I have a lot of ice. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I get their or whatever, and or, or, or water, anything. She can, you know, and ice and ice and ice. Like, you know, I, I thought that was like an American fascination with no you know, with ice. <laughs> no, 
It depends. I mean, I mean, a lot of people buy ice up here for like when they for their coolers to keep the drinks cold. You know, believe it or not, in the winter time if they have to travel, so it stays cold. Obviously, I mean, you know, it's cold outside, but whatever. But no, I don't. We don't use ice at home here. <laughs> nope. It's like in a glass. That's it. No ice. Cold enough. So. Alright, then, then maybe my friends love ice cubes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm so maybe, maybe, maybe your friends are weird. Exactly. <laughs> no. That's probably says a lot about me. <laughs> Danny, ESP again, Danny. I'm saying what you're thinking. Damn it, stop it. Okay. You're reading my mind again. No. <laughs> oh, thank you. Know, you. Your, friends are, your friends are a reflection of who you are, too, so they are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you, too, for coming on. It was quite an entertaining interview. I hope it wasn't too boring for you. It was actually pretty cool as far as the film talk, but uh, definitely keep in touch. I mean, we can maybe do something down the road after you perform your roles, and then we can have something to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So. Sure, I will be, I actually will be shooting in Pennsylvania in July, so. Oh, yeah? We're at in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Erie. Oh, Erie. That's like four hours from me. That's out near Pittsburgh. I'm oh. more. I'm an hour from Philly. All right. Well, I'm going to be visiting. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you never yeah. know. We might be able to hook up somewhere in between. Who knows? Why not? Find a happy medium. And bring Johnny along. Yeah, for a drink without eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the day. It's it a great chat. I had a lot of fun. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you very much. Take care. All of you have a good Sunday. Yep.